0: Hi, Dr. Susan here. Welcome to the Dr. Susan Show, where we talk about body, mind, and connection. And today we're uh, talking about sex. So if you're under 18, maybe turn this off. We're going to be talking about some grown-up topics. But uh, just to get started, I always invite you to just take a deep breath or just settle in your chair where you are so we can be together and very present talking about this really intimate topic. So sex after 40, 45 or after childbirth is something I got really interested in when I got to that age myself. I actually uh, just wrote a book about it. It's gonna be published in the summer of 2020 called Sexually Woke. So we'll be talking a lot more about that over the next few weeks and months. But I wanted to share with you one of the most important findings from the book, which grew out of a really big study that I did uh, talking to women aged 45 to 65 about their feelings about sex and about what made their sex lives great. I honed in and found a group of women, 7% of the population, which is a little depressing, but not entirely surprising. 7% of the population that were surveyed in the 45 to 65 age group had an amazing sex life. So I really wanted to get to know these ladies and find out what they had in common. I ended up calling them the sexually woke, which is the name of the book. Uh, That was actually one of the ways that one of my uh, patients whom I interviewed named herself. Uh, She said she was sexually woke. And I love that so much. We borrowed her term. Um, So being sexually woke is uh, about waking up to what's already there. I I love the term wake, woke, awakening, because it showed up so many times during my interviews with these wonderful women. Uh, The key is that they were waking up to something that was already present. It wasn't creating something that didn't exist. It wasn't inventing something new. It was simply opening the eyes or, you know, waking up to something that was already there that had been hidden. So I love that idea that all of us are sexually woke somewhere inside. Many of us are detached from that in some way. We might have years of conditioning uh, to, to hide it or years of a difficult relationship where that part of ourselves has just been stuffed away. But I promise you, it's still there. We might just have to find it. So in the book, uh, I explore how to find this sexual being that's still there and really dispelling the myth that when we're done having kids or when we're over 40 or over 50, or pick a number, that our sex life just dwindles and that's just the way it is. That is absolutely not true. And so um, I'm actually here as an example of this. I I discovered this myself after getting divorced when I was 47 and remarried. I had zero sex drive for about 10 years. during my first marriage and thought that was just normal because we had kids and a busy job and hormones changing. And that's just what happens because it's, you know, culturally accepted that our sex drive goes away as we get older. But when I got remarried, I found out that it wasn't gone. It was just sleeping. And this has happened to so many patients that I've interviewed over the years. It led to the book that I've mentioned. So what I'm gonna share with you today is one of the most important findings that these sexually woke women, and I'm proud to say I'm in that group, had in common. It might sound really, really simple. And in fact, it is really simple, but it's something that very few of us do, which is why there were only 7%. So keep that in mind, 93% of us don't do this. Uh, But one of the secrets to having a healthy sex life after you name the number as we get older, is attention and intention. And I I borrowed that term from a... a, I I love Zen Buddhists. Uh, There's a very famous uh, Zen Buddhist name, uh, Richard Baker Roshi. And he was once asked to do a talk on the secret to transformation. And he had maybe 20 minutes assigned to him, but he stood up and he faced the audience. And he said, the secret to transformation is attention and intention and, and that was the end of the speech and he sat down uh, that's kind of a cool zen thing to do they like to narrow stuff down to just the most important thing but when it came to interviewing uh, these amazing women what I saw as a thread that connected them was that each of them approached their relationship with those two qualities in mind so another way of saying that is the grass is always greener where you water it It just kind of makes sense when we all know that when we neglect our relationships, when we don't pay attention and we're not intentional about making time for our relationships that things start to drift apart. So I think it's so obvious that it is elusive because it's right in front of us all the time, but we forget, or at least I did. And since 50% of marriages end in divorce and about half of those that don't are unhappy, The great majority of us are living in this space where we're not giving attention and intention to our relationships. And that plays out in a number of ways. But in the context of what we're talking about today, our sex lives fall apart. So how do we fix it? Um, Well, one way is to get a new relationship and uh, i'm not suggesting that's the only way but one of the interesting findings of my study is that is the most reliable way to improve your sex life when you're over 45 that worked for me but for those of us who want to stay in our current relationship there's there's other ways to do it as well and honestly for those who do start a new relationship uh, that's only going to work for a little while once the magic starts to turn into normalcy, then we're still going to have to apply these principles of attention and intention. So what does that look like? Um, You know, I live with uh, my spouse, of course, and uh, he's around a lot and and it can get very normal. Uh, And we can forget that this is a really special person. In fact, the most special person in our life that we've chosen to spend our life with and that they deserve our full attention. And that might look like two or three minutes a day. Uh, So uh, we all have our own lives. And as i talked about recently, when I was talking about codependence, we we want to have our own lives. We need to be fully formed individuals who function without the other person uh, being necessary for us to be happy. But at the same time, we need to take carve out time to put attention on the relationship and to really be present and available for that one that we love so much. So some of the funny ways that I uh, entertaining interviews that I had with these wonderful ladies who became part of my book. one of my favorite stories was uh, from one of my patients who had just become an empty nester. She was uh, about my age in her early 50s. And so she went out to dinner with her husband and uh, they had decided they had no kids. They were gonna go out uh, to a lovely restaurant with a white cloth, tablecloth, And uh, right before the meal came, she needed to go to the bathroom. So she was wearing her little black dress and she went to the bathroom. And while she was in the bathroom, she realized that while her underwear were down, she would just take them off and hold them in her hand. And so she did that and went back to the table and just passed them to her husband under the table. And uh, meanwhile, the meal had just started. So they sat in this buzzing anticipation throughout the whole meal and, and just created fun out of a relationship that was more than 30 years long. So. There's so many fun things that we can do when we're paying attention to trying to make the relationship fun, exciting, something that we wanna be part of. Um, And that's always one of my favorite examples. So um, attention and intention, I'm I'm separating those because intention is a little bit different. It means that there's a deep understanding that this isn't just gonna work out on its own. Um, I, I can tell you when I got married the first time, I had a very, fantastical idea about how marriage would just work out. Like you just get married and then you just kind of show up and that everything just falls together. Well as I learned and as many of us learned that is not the case and without intentionally deciding that the relationship's important and putting work into getting to know yourself, really getting to know your spouse and your habits and how you interact, the relationship is not going to flourish. So uh, being very intentional about being in relationship when it comes to our sex lives is, is key. Now, it might not sound very sexy to put sex on the calendar, but that's actually something that a lot of us do because time flies. I know for me, sometimes it could be two weeks and I haven't had sex and it feels like it was just yesterday. So I have a lot of patients who might have sex Saturday or um, whatever day suits you, make up a fun game so that at least once a week that you're connecting and it's not falling off the calendar. And that can move from being something that sounds very um, uh, scheduled and not spontaneous to being a really fun game. But intentionally making sure that you do connect and. one thing I discuss a lot in the book is that sex doesn't mean, you know, vaginal intercourse. There's a lot more to it than that. I mean, it could just be intentionally coming together to be you know, physically connected. So it, I describe sex in the book as uh, intimate physical connection, and that can occur in many, many different ways. But just being intentional about being intimately physically connected is so important. Uh, if you want to have a healthy sex life, really at any age, but especially as we're facing some of the challenges of getting older, where our bodies are not cooperating as much as they used to when we were in our 20s. So intention, think about it, make sure it stays on the calendar, make sure you do it as often as is comfortable for you. Uh, Now, I will say that a lot of couples, as they get older, don't have sex in the traditional way. And that's totally fine. Uh, Sometimes I'm not able to. Uh, Cancer or other issues with erectile dysfunction and um, vaginal dryness and all kinds of things happen as we get older. But it doesn't mean that we have to lose that intimate physical connection. So some of the most sexually woke women that I talked to actually did not have sex in their traditional sense. Some of them were single. Uh, so it could just be a relationship with your own body. So intention, making sure that this stays at the front of your mind, uh, putting it on the calendar is one idea that worked for many of the sexually woke, making it fun, talking to the elephant in the room. You know, if there's an elephant in the room and you haven't had sex for a while, it's got to be something that you can bring up and talk about. And then attention, just paying attention to your special loved one, giving them time, Uh, You know, in our relationship, we actually have to set a time because our schedules are so crazy. Uh, Our particular routine is that we spend a few minutes together every morning after the kids have gone to school. Literally can be just a few minutes of, you know, very uh, present connection so that we can be together, really understand each other, feel each other's moods, what's going on. Um, And without that, relationships fall apart. Just like if one of my patients said, when you don't water the plants, they die. Uh, relationships need water, they need love, they need attention. And if we want to have a healthy, happy, vibrant sex life, as we get older, we've got to really put that at the forefront and give our partners the attention and attention that they deserve. Now you might say, well, he's not doing that for me, or she's not doing that for me, but somebody has to go first. So if you're sitting around waiting for your partner to make the first move, that could be a long standoff. If you want the relationship to work, just go first, hand your undies to your partner under the table at dinner, do something cute and funny, put some lipstick on the mirror. Uh, Somebody has to go first and uh, you know, Building up resentment because you're not getting what you think you deserve is not going to help move the relationship forward. So, you know, if it doesn't work and the relationship ends, you'll know you gave it your best try. But uh, if both members of the couple are willing and you know, really willing, and there's a difference between wanting and willing, um, I'll just throw in there. Everybody wants to have a good relationship, but willingness means something different. That means being willing to give things up, being willing to give up old habits, being willing to compromise. If both members of the couple are willing to make those changes, you can have the best sex life ever after 50, after 60. It never ends. It never stops getting better. So I'd love to hear from you and hear how this resonates with you. You can connect with me on drsusan.com or at completewomenscarecenter.com and look out for the book Sexually Woke that's gonna be coming out in the summer of 2020. Uh, We'll be releasing some excerpts and doing some readings from the book on my website shortly. So I look forward to hearing what you think and I'll see you next week.